Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're reading Edge Dancer. That is the small novella, right, between Words of Radiance and Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. We did the whole thing, right? We read all of Edge Dancer. It's pretty short. I want to get us warmed up first. I've got a little uh, uh, dumb observation. It's 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 not a rant or a hot take. Well, actually, it might be a hot take. Luke's going to do some observational humor here. All right. Hit, observational. Us with a, hit us with an observation, Luke. So, you know how, like, when we were younger, it was always funny to make fun of, like, small talk, right? Like, small talk is terrible. Like, oh, weather's nice. What did you have for lunch? That's like stupid and everyone hates it. Yeah. Counterpoint. (laughs) Small talk rules. Oh, wow. I, this is like, the more, the the older I've gotten, the more all I want to hear is like what you had for lunch today. (laughs) (laughs) This is a hot take for sure. I love it. Whenever, Whenever someone tells me a story... And they're like, okay, so I went to lunch. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> What'd you order? And Luke, how is the weather getting there? <laughs> Luke. No way, dude. Yeah. This? Yeah. No way. <laughs> this is not. I want to know. I want to know details. This is I get to know. Get to know. I think it's the best way to get to know somebody, to be honest with you. Is by hearing the details of the events that they took part in. Like, did it rain on you while you were walking to your lunch? And what kind of salad did you order? Here's the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I think that the more in detail you go on the small talk, the more interesting it gets. Okay? No. Because. No. Because. I made kind of a little tweet about this uh, a, wh- a little while ago. No, on the, um, uh, not on our Twitter, Luke. Come on. <laughs> this, it's about, like, people's really passionate observations about really benign things. Okay. So, like, right. here's the thing. If I'm, like, if you tell me it rained, and I'm, like, oh, what'd you do? Like, when it rained. <laughs> they're going to have, they're going to come up with something crazy. <laughs> Most people, most people do crazy things or have crazy like observations about small things that you're not gonna get unless you go hard at the details, Dan. Luke, this is what do you what do you mean? They're like, go, like okay, let's imagine. Let's just imagine. Today, I went to go get pizza and it rained on the way there. Give me an example. Well, okay, 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 okay. So it, it, it depends, right? It's not always successful. Oh, right, okay? right. Yeah. I would but say a lot of the times most... if I'm like, what'd you get on your pizza? And you tell me you're the toppings. And then I ask you a follow-up question. You're going to have some crazy opinion on the toppings. No, I'm not. And it's going to be f- a phenomenal conversation. This is, this is ludicrous, actually, Luke. This <laughs> is, I think, maybe one of the first times in the history of this show I am legitimately surprised and kind of upset at your take here. Okay. Like this is okay. a Dan. This is a flaming hot take. Right okay, now. Dan. What did you have for lunch today? Uh, I had 
cottage cheese on some homemade bread. Ooh. Okay. I think those are both very interesting. Homemade bread. How did you make the bread? I didn't make it. A friend gave it to me. Okay. So, okay. See, now I'm now I'm worried about your definition of homemade. My because friend I made it like, at home. I feel like homemade, when you say homemade bread, it implies that you made it. We're getting off track because now you're just frustrated with how I've described my day. And now it's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore about how you're frustrated by my answer to your question. This is stupid. And here's my response. I think it's interesting to talk about the definition of homemade now. No. Here's my response to your wild take that small talk is outstanding and phenomenal. You love plain oatmeal. You love it. Small talk is plain oatmeal. Okay? Oh, okay. Because you're you're not saying literally. It sustains you. It's not going to be awkward. If you have to like eat it for a little bit, like you have to eat, so you might as well eat, you know, it, you can't, you don't want to think about it too much. So you're just going to eat plain oatmeal because it'll fill you up and it's not going to make you grumpy later in the day. Okay. This is what small talk is. Small talk is plain oatmeal, Luke. You can consume it. It is not offensive and like go on with your day. That's it. That's it. Okay. What you're saying I- is... Oh, if you dig down deep in the oatmeal, it, it gets really fun. There's a treat in there somewhere. And I'm saying there's never a treat in your oatmeal. <laughs> it's always just plain oatmeal that you're digging around and making weird shapes. No, because eventually you're going to get to the point where someone's like, okay, here's here's the thing about pickles. And that's a phenomenal sentence. This, is, this was my tweet. Here's the thing about blank. And blank is the most obscure or like absurd thing ever is very exciting to me i think we're just i think you're just hanging out with people this is a specific person that you this is a specific person i think because i would never in a million years have like a super strong stance on something from a small talk that i'm doing with somebody no chance this is true no chance this is true first of all you're over here eating cottage cheese that in and of itself is a strong opinion on something (laughs) I will say, underrated. Shut up! Cottage cheese on homemade bread? What are you talking about? That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Okay, we've gotten way off here. but Listeners, I, back uh, me up on this. You're losing your mind at this cottage cheese on no. homemade bread that Dan just mentioned. No, Luke is eating plain oatmeal and trying to tell me it's an awesome way to start your day. And I'm over here being like, I'd rather have a Denver omelet, but I'm not going to take the time to make a Denver omelet. So I'm, I am going to eat plain oatmeal sometimes, but I'm not going to eat it and say it's the best thing I've ever had. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a, the emperor has no clothes. Okay. I'm not going to pretend like this oatmeal is fancy. We all know what okay. small talk is. It's plain fucking oatmeal. Okay. God, I'm heated. Okay. I, we usually, I usually don't curse in the intro <laughs> segment, Luke. This is legitimately got me upset that you're so into small talk. I'm glad. I'm glad because that means we're warmed up. God. Okay. <laughs> I've done I've done the job. Let's talk. Let's talk edge dancer. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um so the prologue is something we already read for Edge Dancer, which honestly has got me thinking I should get a like a refund, a little bit of my money back. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so I think we had different readings because I had already bought the like, I think for one of our previous episodes a while ago, mm-hmm. there's one of those, he has a book that has like a bunch of his novellas in it. Mm. 
and Edge Dancer was in it. So I just started at the start of like whatever Edge Dancer is. So I don't know what the prologue was. Well, the prologue was the chapter from Words of Radiance about Lyft. Okay. Okay. And so I'm sitting here like, yeah, Brandon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I already, I wouldn't just read this cold. Nobody's going to read this cold, are they? No, it would be wild. It would be wild to read this completely cold. So, and that was like a good chunk. That was a good chunk of book. I feel like you're looking at this the other way, though, because, because, like, well, okay. There's an argument to be made, like, oh, he gave me a little extra. You can't just call it a prologue. you're you're here saying saying that you want a refund because because he gave you that as the prologue, but I feel like it's extra, a little treat. Okay, we've already had this discussion, so I'm not going to go super far into it. But you always read the prologue and epilogue, right, Luke? We're not we're never yeah, skipping these things, right? These are key parts of book. So if wait, it's, so did you read the prologue? Yeah, of course I read the prologue. You you read it again. I read it you again. Did you did not. Now, Luke, do you know why I read it again? Tell me why. Because we missed a note. <laughs> we missed a note when we read it the first time. Okay. Do you remember how when Lyft is going through that palace and Gox is talking about the prime, he mentions something that we didn't really dive into too much, but is kind of insane. And that is just it's that to watch him sleep. anyone can come up and watch the prime. Do anything because he's like a public person Mm -hmm. like watch him sleep watch him eat there's probably poop time and it's probably on a schedule do people sign up for it what kind of weird people are signing up for poop time and follow-up question imagine the regulars the regular visitors okay so for okay, so for one thing, I think that it's kind of a lottery system because everyone wants to wants it wants to see it. I imagine because he mentions there's some times that are more valuable than others, right? Sure. Okay. I would assume. And then so let's okay, if it's a lottery system, sure, fine. But I'm guessing you can also like sell your place in line, right? There's got to be an after like a secondary market for these tickets. Probably. We don't know the details of how it works, but I'm guessing you can be like, yeah, I'll sell you my five o'clock for $10,000 or whatever. Mm Because he's getting a haircut that day. That's a big day. It's a big day. So like, I'm imagining you could have some people that have like priorities of what they want to go to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, Luke, the regulars... Do you think the prime interacts with them? Do you think it's what I'm getting at here? The big, big picture. Is this just like Twitch? Is it just like that? The prime is live streaming all the time. Is he chatting? Is he chatting with the people that are showing up or is it just like a zoo? Ooh, okay. It's tough because, because now we're getting into the logistics of it, right? Like is the entire house, or wherever palace whatever have like a glass wall no no i don't think so So are they in the room with him they've got to be okay which is like bold strategy y'all it does seem to it seems to be more like a pretty rough security yes especially if he's sleeping there's no way they're in the room when he's sleeping 
I mean, where... That's a glass window for sure. You're saying they've designed the palace for viewing platforms and stuff? Yes. I don't think so, because it's never much mentioned. better than having them in there sleeping. If I'm the... Like, I'm not sleeping eight hours a day if I have people coming in and out. Okay, Luke, how are you getting a toenail or a piece of hair then? Because it's specifically mentioned people like to go and he trims his toenails or gets his hair cut because they want to get a piece. If you're behind glass, you're not getting a piece. That I don't care what the velocity of that toenail is. It's not making it through a pane of glass. Okay, okay. You're in the room with it. Point. There's got to be some strict rules about noise and stuff. Right? Everyone wears slippers. Do you, ooh, do you take the slippers home? I'm guessing. It's got to be one of the perks, right? Yes, I think so. We're moving through a lot of slippers. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off track here. I, I want this question answered now, Luke. Are there regulars? And if so, does the Prime talk have a, have a relationship with them? Is he like, oh, hey, Jerry, back for the four o'clock, I see. It's a little weird you come to watch me poop every day. <laughs> so uh, it probably depends on the prime. Okay. If I'm, if it's me, yes. I'm asking what they had for breakfast. <laughs> okay, we're not going back to that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> it seems like no. The vibe I get is the Prime just, like, wouldn't talk to them. Like, any... Like, it would take a lot for the Prime to break out of what he's doing and be like, Oh, wow, I've seen you here every day this week. That's a little weird. What's your name, Yeah, fella? I feel like that's, that's like, not a common thing that happens. The Prime's got to be focused. And I also assume it's at a... Once you've done it long enough, you don't even notice it. The people just fade into the background. Right. It's like, oh, that's just what that wall looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. I So I think they probably don't. They probably don't have a Twitch chat that they're talking to. Right. Of like common regular subscribers that are coming through to watch him sleep or whatever. I think if they were sensible... They would make it so that everybody has to wear, like, the same clothes. Maybe a robe. Mm. And slippers, which so we've that, already established. Right. So that, like, I, I just feel like having a bunch of different people moving in and out would be too distracting. So if you make them all look the same. Camo. Put them in camo. Give them, give, this is it. Give them camo. Everybody's yes. got camo cargo shorts and slippers. Mm-hmm. You don't get to keep the camo cargo shorts. No, they reuse those. Too, too, too dangerous for those to be out on the street. Um, right, right. Um, yes. And then, yeah, you're, you, he can't even see him when they're going through. They're quiet. They're stealthy. I mean, this mm -hmm. is how the assassin and White did it, right? We don't even need to talk about how that happened twice. He just, like, signed up to go visit. They gave him all everything he needed to perfectly blend into his environment he walked up and sliced the king the prime's head off and it was like oh huh this is why we don't have to go for it no way they're in the room with him that ridiculous they have to be luke they have to be okay how else are you getting a toenail because maybe they're lying about the toenails i don't know hmm. could be it's his own toenail you're saying it's a it's a counterfeit to toenail 
Maybe they have a gift shop. You're saying they have a gift shop at the end that has like toenail pieces. You know what? Yeah. That seems actually like the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Fine. Maybe that's the, those are the reforms we've instituted after the second prime got murdered by the assassin in white doing the exact same thing. Right. It took it twice. I think that's, I think that's probably right. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Oh, wow. You fooled me twice. I need to, I should probably change that now. Yeah. I, I think that's the saying. That's how it goes. Okay. That's the, that's our observe your observation from the prologue in which we have already read it's the one we missed yeah okay thank you thank you for that i gotta i gotta do the observation that everyone knows is coming which is the city that lift goes to Mm -hmm. the one in the like carved in to the ground yeah has been built using shard blades that the kingdom empire whatever rinse out for these practical purposes yes phenomenal yeah absolutely finally finally we're doing it um i do love and want to hear more about this city because there's a lot of little innovative things that they've done obviously like building it underground and the way that they've organized it Mm mm-hmm the other big one that I that I've heard but but it wasn't discussed very much is that there are communal ovens. This was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm. Is it good? Do we think that that was good? I don't know. Like, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming they needed to do it because they said that there were kept being fires. But like do I want this? Do I want a communal oven? It feels in like my no. It feels like very much no. It does feel that way. Because, one, part of the convenience of a modern kitchen, which I'm not saying everybody in this world has a modern kitchen, but part of the convenience is, like, you don't have to haul a bunch of ingredients to the big communal oven to cook. Like, it's all in the same spot. Like, nobody Mm -hmm. is buying their grain and storing it at the communal oven. Too Otherwise, we're just describing an apartment with a communal kitchen. Like, everyone's then just going to live above the oven. Right. Second thing, too easy to steal secret recipes. That's a toughie. Well, well, no, I, I'm pushing back. The, this is a thing that should have been a rant. Why are we having secret recipes? Well, okay, you've got to have some reason to innovate food-wise. You're telling me if I come up with a pizza and I'm like, nobody has ever designed this food before. And like, sure, I might not be the best bread baker or the best cheese maker, but this combo I came up with, phenomenal. I'm not going to then go to the communal oven, pop my pizza pie in there for everyone to see. Meanwhile, the best bread maker and cheese makers are standing by watching me do this. And tomorrow I'm going to be out of a job because I showed them my pizza. So in this scenario, you are the like owner of a restaurant and you are making money. Yeah off of okay okay okay, that's the only reason you would need a secret recipe i think okay yes secret recipes for just like personal use that's wild don't do that tell your friends how you make stuff yeah there there's people out here that are like no i'm not telling you how i made these cookies that's an old family recipe yeah that's that's don't do that share get out get out of here share your recipe share the love everybody unless you're a business and you're trying to make that make that cash and then i understand it could be necessary to have a secret recipe 
Okay. Do they? Do, is that a thing? Or is that your recipes like? Oh, we're gonna this, get on a tan. We're, this feels like you watch been SpongeBob all over the place. Recently. Okay, no, no, no. Secret recipes are a very real thing, and the reason why is you can't patent a recipe. So the reason why secret recipes actually exist in the real world, for example, like KFC, it's like that's their marketing thing is they have a secret recipe. Coca Cola, it's a secret recipe because you can't patent a recipe, a food recipe. It's okay. not you can't patent it. So you have to just keep it secret. That's the only way you can protect your food IP that you've come I up feel, with. This feels like a marketing gimmick. It's not. It's really not. Okay. But long story short, there's no way I'm making a pizza. There's no way I'm spending the time and working in the lab for eight hours to develop a pizza. If I'm just going to take it to the communal ovens, everybody's going to see it. And then it's going to, I'm going to get one up the next day. Okay. Mm. So you're stifling innovation. <laughs> sure. Um, I, uh, well, I also, want, are there like communal cutting boards and stuff nearby? Um, mm. I feel like it's got to be more than just the ovens. I th- I've got to say no. I feel like no. Because the thing about the ovens is you're just doing it to prevent fires from breaking out other places in the city. So you don't want it to be cluttered with like a bunch of other stuff. You want it to be like single purpose. You're coming here. You've already prepped your meal. Okay. It just goes in the oven. You wait for 40 minutes. Maybe you read a magazine or something. And then you pull it Mm -hmm. out of the oven. Maybe it's like next to the laundromat. Exactly. It's exactly what I'm thinking of. Maybe there's a masseuse nearby as well okay Ooh, the business opportunities now this actually could be a nice evening Ooh, ooh! maybe you go see a play a little this sh- is the public this is the public forum the new public forum is the communal oven Ooh, right? i like this everybody actually. comes in 6 p.m you're putting your food in now we're gonna have a debate uh-huh Ooh. okay yeah i'm into this actually I love it. And imagine the episodes of Bake Off that they can do. Oh, man. So good. Hopefully you can rent it out. You know what I mean? Or like rent out a section. Right. right. Like this is our private. We're having an event. <laughs> Sorry, uh, everyone. We're baking five cakes this evening. So we need to reserve five of these ovens. <laughs> You're going to eat a little bit later tonight. Sorry about that. <laughs> It seems reasonable. I imagine there's also got to be a lot of uncooked, like, raw foods, though, that people are doing, right? That people are, like, putting in the... What do you mean? No, no, just eating. Like, like I imagine there's a lot of innovation happening in the raw food scene where people are like, okay. I don't want to go to the communal oven for dinner. I'm doing sushi. You know what I mean? Or mm. a salad. Mm-hmm. My salad is so good. Yes, I think that's probably their, true. Their rock bud salad. Uh, yeah, I imagine there's a lot of good lettuce, good leafy greens in this universe. I think so. <sighs> okay, um, can I move us on to something else? Yes. I'm a little concerned about Wendell. Okay. I'm a little concerned that he has no friends except Lyft. And the only okay. reason he's with Lyft is because he just has no other friends. I feel like this is the case for like most of the sprint though. Yeah, but I wanna I wanna 
I would talk about a specific detail that makes me concerned about Wendell. Wendell says mm-hmm. he's a gardener. Do you remember what he says he likes to garden in when he's in his cognitive realm? I forget. It's chairs. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, he likes to grow chairs. And I get it, he's in the cognitive realm, so it's like the idea, it's like growing the idea of a chair, and so it's like slightly different. Um, pretty weak ass shit, I think, Wendell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You are, you are dwelling in a cognitive realm where like the laws of, reality and physics are so different from the physical realm and you were like i'm gonna grow chair it's multiple chairs to be clear okay chairs sofa sofas look at look at me everybody today i made a sofa so okay so so you're you're think, saying he's not thinking big enough he is dreaming so small that i'm start like i am sad for him <laughs> okay okay <laughs> for, okay for one thing i don't quite understand i don't know what the like growing the idea of chairs in in your garden means yeah i yeah me neither but it's so, like so are you like why are you not growing like palaces or something robot death fighting robot give me a transformer or something Okay. Uh, laser beam, car, monster truck, laser, laser beam, car, <laughs> monster truck, big car. Dan, Dan is a child. Is you're going, learning. you're going chair. You're not going to make any friends if you're like, come look at my chair collection. I'm for it here. Oh and Luke, this are is you trying back. to make me angry this episode? It feels like you're <laughs> like you're. Just trying to make me upset. I want to know the innovations and chairs they were coming up with. There are none! Luke, there are none! He's making dining chair, sofa, and lazy boy recliner. He's not making... uh, No, no. He's making chair. Okay, okay. How many innovations... Okay, Luke... Think about the number of chairs that have been produced in any fantasy world that's been around for a little bit of time. It's a lot. They make a lot of chairs. Yeah, but you're limited by, by like, practicality. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a fair point. Sure. Talk me through how these chairs are going to blow my freaking mind, Luke. Right, so... so- so at a certain point, your chairs have to make money, right? Assuming that you're like producing chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. And so, and so you have to be able to sell the chair, which usually you sell it because it's a good chair, right? And, and you have to sell it for more than the like time and effort that you've put in, oh, right? Your opportunity cost. No doubt. Yeah, you have to sell your sure. good chair, and it will only sell and, if it's good. And <laughs> and i'm assuming there are diminishing returns right so like the more time you spend on your chair okay okay a one hour a chair that you've spent one hour on much better than a chair you spent 30 minutes on and a chair that you've spent a day on much better than you spent an hour on uh-huh. okay yeah but 
a chair that you spent like a year working on. Yeah. Not much better than a chair that you spent like nine months working on. Luke, I why, assume. why is that? Why is it that you can't spend an infinite amount of time to make an infinitely better chair? Is it perhaps uh, okay, because the all, upper is it perhaps because there's a limit which we're hitting with chair goodness and after a certain point it's like yeah it's a good chair and we can't really get much better. Yeah, by 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 your like un- inexperienced chair observations. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But Wendell over here knows what he's doing. Folks, this might be the last episode of our podcast when I find out that Luke <laughs> is fascinated by small talk and chair. This might, I this might be been... done today. This might be the final one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, the only chair that I want to hear about Wendell growing is one that's attached to a big rocket ship going to Mars or something. Okay, okay. What's so good about, about laser car that you said? Yeah, let's just, let's go with laser car. Hey, everybody, have you heard the news? I made a laser car. Everyone wants to come see your laser car. That you, sure. nobody is like, no, I don't want to come see your laser car. We've seen so many laser cars, laser cars coming around every day. Yeah. And I feel like if you're a gardener and people are over here, like there's tons of gardeners, right? Yeah. Like, that dude's making laser cars. That dude's making, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at coming up with them. A bunch of absurd things all around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you've got one dude making just the finest chairs the most boring shit you can think of oh i want to go look at that these chairs not these chairs i'm sick of all the flashing lights all around me i want to check out a chair oh god i will never agree with you on this ever okay and we need to move on because we can't talk if we can't argue about this anymore we need to this 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 is a tough sode this is um (laughs) I think I have something we can agree on, though. Can we can we okay. try and agree on something? If you, I swear, if you yes. disagree with me on this, we might end this right now. So, okay. big okay. stakes. Hopefully, it's not too detailed because we need to get out of the deets. It's not at all. So, Lyft has this deal where she eats stuff to get Stormlight to fuel mm-hmm. her awesomeness, her like surge binding power. This is a big disadvantage, right? I think so. Okay. All right. Good. Because, like, it seems like it's a pretty big disadvantage because she has to eat constantly. And there's, like, Stormlight everywhere in the gems. Like, we've seen Kaladin. He can just, like, whip out Stormlight literally anytime he wants. It seems like it has some very specific advantages in, like, very specific scenarios Mm -hmm. that are very unlikely to happen. Like, the weeping might be one that's, like, useful, right? When there's not a lot of Stormlight floating around. Or like a time where people are like depriving you of, of stones, mm-hmm. but they don't know that you can. Right. Yes. It's a very specific circumstance. And as soon as they find out feeding you gives you stormlight, they're just going to starve you to death. So not a really a great advantage. The other thing about this, and this is going to get detailed, but Luke, if you just stick with me. There's, okay. there's a principle called energy density, which is this idea mm-hmm. that the weight of the thing you have to carry around, that weight has X amount of energy in it. 
And so if something is really has a really high energy density, it's really lightweight and has a lot of energy. And if it's really low energy density, it's really heavy and you don't get much energy from it. It's commonly talked about with like cars, with like how to fuel a car, because gas okay. has a very high energy density. So you don't have to put much gas in a car for it to have a lot of energy. Point being, I think the energy density of food is super low compared to a, a like a gem. Right. So like Kaladin can carry around a bag that's essentially just like a bag full of gasoline. Whereas like Lyft is literally carrying around a bag of corn and being like, look, I can, I can skate for like a little bit. <laughs> yes. I, I think in general, sure. Okay. Um, I will say that Lyft has not done experimenting on this. Like, if it were someone else and they had infinite resources, they would have find the most efficient food, right? Right. They'd be eating. They'd be eating people like day two. <laughs> Is that not obvious that people have got to have the most stormlight in them? Is that just me that would be eating them day two? I, I'm not gonna jump on people, um, but we'll, we'll 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 brush by that because. The the gemstones have been developed over like like that's old technology that's been developed, right? Mm-hmm. The food thing is new, so like maybe give me some gasoline. <laughs> You're saying okay. <laughs> You're saying she needs a monster energy, and then oh, we're talking monster energy. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of factors in here, right? Density of the food, calories, do carbs matter more? Do I want do I want fats or carbs? Do I want a good balance? That, and then what about what about efficiency of like eating them, you know? Like I could drink a glass of milk faster than I can eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So if 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 we had somebody else with this power they would potentially have designed some kind of contraption to be automatically like dripping food into their system. Give me an IV. Yeah, a food IV. But with its current recipient, I doubt we're ever going to see that. Right. (laughs) Like Lyft, there's no way in hell Lyft is going to be like, how do I get better at not stealing people's food and just like having food all the time? Right. Yeah. So pretty big disadvantage then i for sure okay yes i for sure agree yeah and to bring it full circle i'd much rather just have the ability to suck stormlight out of like orbs and things it's also it's also if you're if you're doing the turning food into stormlight and you're using it like you're always hungry Mm -hmm. heaping hungry nobody would want that no yeah so no, give me give me the give me the gemstones, any day. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, Luke. All right, we're back. We're we're gonna keep this going. We'll finish the sode. We'll finish the sode. Okay, good. I was worried for a moment there. I want to talk about the sleepless guy. Me too. Okay, the sleepless guy is arclo well i guess sleepless is like okay arclo 
the sleepless are like a uh type of creature yeah there's a it's like a new faction we've been introduced to right they're not humans they seem to be i I don't know if they're all going to be made up of like the little kremlings but it seems like you could they're made up of small parts yes it seems like they're conglomerate organisms yes potentially and they're and they're immortal Mm-hmm. It seems very powerful. I feel like this whole okay, okay, okay. Let me back up. Brandon Sanderson at the end of this puts in a little like author's note mm-hmm. that's like why he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And the main two things are like we needed we needed a little connector between Lift in book two and Lift in book three, and the same thing for Darkness. Mm-hmm. Or the Herald. I feel like knowing that the sleepless guy is here is the part that makes the whole story worth it. It feels like it's going to be important in some way. It feels like it should be, even if it's not, though. Yes. It's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. And it really makes me feel like, like okay, so so we've already get done through like 2,000 pages. Yeah. yeah. And we've been focusing on what I would assume is like the most important part of the world for like the story. But then when you go to things like this, it's like, we haven't even scratched the surface. Right. Like there's so many other things going on right now. Right. Yeah. Not only are these like these other cities and cultures and things, obviously that's a big thing because Roshar is a very big planet, but there's these dudes that are like completely unrelated to surge binding i would assume and are i assume big players in the world because he says like yeah the herald knows not to mess with me that seems important right yeah i don't know it just it it's a big like thing to drop and make me realize that like we don't we're missing a lot of the cool things about this world hmm Yes. Like it's a it's an indication that the world is bigger. It's like yes. a, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah, I appreciated it a lot. This is one of my favorite characters even though we only really talk to them for like a minute or so. Right. But d- did this character give you a bad vibe from the start? Cuz there was a certain thing that he did from the start that I was like, that's not a good look, guy. Uh, I don't remember specifically what you're talking about. So this buddy looked like an old man outside an orphanage. And Lyft looks like a young girl, like potentially under 13. And Buddy asks Lyft, hey, little girl, what body part are you? Mm. Let's talk about body parts, little girl. Tell me what body parts you know. Okay. That is a bad look. Uh, yeah. I heard old man saying that and was like, oh, please, Stump, can you get out here and kick this guy as far away as possible? Because, sure. no, we're not asking little girls what about body parts in any capacity outside of a comfortable space with a parent talking about your own personal body. 
Yes. We're not talking about a stranger to a stranger in the park about body parts. I don't care. I don't care how innocent the question might seem. This is a this is a very good point. Um and yes, I actually for some reason I slid over that, but I did get bad vibes from him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now I'm wondering if that's why. Yeah, my stranger danger was just going haywire. Uh-huh. When I when I when I heard that, I was just like, mm, no, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye immediately. Which is fair. Which is fair. And he seems like, like okay, so at the at the end, he seems to be kind of on Lyft's side at least. Yes. In like um, sort of a honestly in kind of a wit way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like a, I'm bigger than this problem, but like I'm on your side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There's another irresponsible adult in this book, though, which is wild that there's... I mean, there's a lot of irresponsible adults, but there's another one I want to really criticize. Okay. So we learn that Lyft, three years ago, talked to Night Mother. And in the past, mm-hmm. we've understood Night Mother is this, like, magical entity that will grant wishes, but also gives you, like, a curse, kind of like a genie. Mm-hmm. So Lyft is 10 years old, and she goes to Night Mother and is like, I don't want to ever grow up. And Night Mother's like, well, she asked for it, so, okay. all right. So you're, so you're saying you're saying the, the irresponsible adult in this scenario is, is Night Mother. Yeah, are you kidding me? Do we not have an age limit that's like you must be at least 14 or accompanied by an adult before you can ask for a life-altering wish? Okay. I mean, I I agree with you. I just don't know if we can put these kinds of things on Night Mother. Why? Why? Okay, I just because I don't know what the Night Mother is. <laughs> I don't know whether it's like a force of nature or what. Okay. I mean, if it's a force of nature, though, it's intelligent enough to, like, give you what you're asking for while also making it kind of bad. Right. It's kind of, it's at least clever. Yes. So, like, (laughs) I'm... Yeah, but you're, I feel like you're assuming, you're assuming that it's good I'm not. I'm not assuming it's good. Because, like, you're saying they're, okay, 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 okay. I agree that it's irresponsible. Okay. But I feel like the night mother might be like laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, for sure. No question about that. Yeah. Okay. I, I I feel like we're probably agreeing, but I think you're right though. Saying it's irresponsible implies that it has like good intentions, maybe, and it's just right. like not thinking about the consequences of its actions. Whereas it could also just be like. Lol, this 10-year-old has to never grow up. Done. That's the easiest thing I did all day. (laughs) Hilarious. That kid's going to hate it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Then we need some, like, we need some responsible adults around the night mother being like, sorry, Lyft, you can't. You can't go in. You can't sit on Santa's lap today. You don't have your list really thought about. Right. Yeah, and then it's like, who sets, what? what's the line, you know, how old do you have to be? Right. Is it really responsible for anyone to do it? And then we and then we get to a libertarian <laughs> viewpoint, Dan. I feel like we, we could go anywhere with this. That's right, Luke. And uh, in, in classic 
don't call it a book club book club fashion we should move on at this point <laughs> i i agree i think that's probably true uh i feel like brandon sanderson n- gets it i feel like he gets it and when when i say it i mean literally last book we were like these shard blades can form into anything so what are all the cool things they're gonna make we immediately went to food for some reason there's so many things that could be but we were like let's talk about food and then next book brandon's like guess what lift's making hers a fork and loving it right and i was so hype when i got there because i was like brandon you just you get it you get it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just want to revel in that of how much how wonderful it was i i did love that yes um i love i i I like that that wendell seemed to be on board with it which is funny i have a question Mm -hmm. about like the the shard i guess we can't call them shard blades shard weapons or shards yeah let's say just say shards Mm -hmm. um see i would have thought that they would just be like the best version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Where, whereas it now just seems like they're the sharpest versions of themselves. Right. Cause the fork doesn't sound like it's very good. Right. Like I would have thought it would just be like a very good fork, <laughs> but it seems like a pretty bad fork because it stabs too far. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Maybe this has to do with control. Like, Wendell just doesn't have practice being a fork. Ooh. Like, he knows sword, trident, maybe even, because mm-hmm. he was expecting that. He was kind of, like, hyping that up in his head. So when Lyft was like, give me fork, he didn't really have a thing ready for it. Right. He doesn't really know what makes a good fork. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Tough to define. So this is going to take practice. I think that's a good point. Sure. I'll accept that. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we're going to be looking out in book three, the greatest fork of all time, Wendell. <laughs> we got to work on our, our fork game. Hey, everybody. Welcome I... to my being a fork class. This is 101. There's a, the next class is 200 level, but you have to take this one first. <laughs> Day one, we're going to talk about number of tines, number of tines in a Ooh. fork. At least That's three. That's a hot debate among, among fork experts. At least three. No more than five. I went with two my first time. Big mistake. Let me tell you That's what. A, no. And that's just day we, one. We could, we shouldn't, but we could probably do 10 minutes on what makes a good fork. Listener, do not worry. We won't. <laughs> we won't. God, but I want to. I know. Um. <laughs> so what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, Okay, so the Herald has like several names. What are we what are we gonna go with? I'm I'm going with darkness. Stick with darkness. I love darkness okay. for it. Yeah. Do we f- do do we like darkness at this point? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. Brandon can just like do whatever he wants with character. He will convince me with anything for the most part. Like darkness, the turn with darkness, I was totally on board for and was like, wow, okay. He's just like a person, just like the rest of us, and he's struggling. Oh man, that's deep. 
And so okay. like these books have all been about this thing, right? They've all been about this like, yeah, people are really struggling and some of them are trying to do good things and they don't always do it. And they have, there's an opportunity for redemption for everybody. They just got to try. They just got to sure. try. Sure. And that's it. That's it for me. And he's Brandon's doing it with so many characters. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. Darkness. Give him a hug. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, like, you're holding a lot of our characters to very different standards. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, when I asked that question, I was like, no way. <laughs> no way we like darkness. It's acknowledging. It's acknowledging that you've done something bad and seeking redemption it's about seeking forgiveness because my issues with other characters is they just don't care the other characters are just like doing terrible stuff or not doing like great stuff and they don't really acknowledge that hey maybe i wasn't the greatest guy or maybe i wasn't the greatest shallan okay sure what so so how do we how do we rank adeline versus darkness Ooh, weird question but i i'm having fun with this Adeline, in terms of like moral goodness, is this the question? I guess just who do we like more? Darkness. <laughs> Darkness. Wrong. I like I like him. He's trying really hard. Okay. He's trying to do the right thing. He is trying really hard. I would agree with that. He did murder a child. <laughs> a few of them, it sounds like. Yeah. He casually murdered a child who stole like an apple in this section. Yes. Yeah, but he That's... thought he was making a tough sacrifice, you know? Okay. He thought it was just, he thought he was being Thanos. And then he woke up one day and was like, I don't have to be Thanos and felt really bad about it. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can sympathize with that. He did seem to feel bad. That's all it takes for me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm hugging him i'm right there with lift it was not it was a nice moment yeah it was touching i will say that lift um lift's a better person than she comes off i think so yeah i think she plays it off like it's accidental or like she's really has these other motives but i think she is like genuinely a pretty good person yeah yeah yeah, I, I can't. I can't believe. I mean, Adeline's not so pro darkness. Adeline's not like low on my list. I'll say that. Okay, okay. But this turn with darkness, just yeah, I'm I'm with it. Well, I do like having darkness on the team now. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a big asset. Well, but we don't really know for how long we're gonna have darkness on the team because it sounds like there's been some mental degradation among our heralds Mm, like it sounds mm -hmm. like the two that we've witnessed are really struggling to stay coherent right which is not what you want in like your demigods walking around i agree i agree with that i i don't know i'm curious to see like if we if we're gonna meet more i'm assuming we will yeah, I mean, we have to. There's like uh, 10 of them total, to 10, and one right? of them is yeah. in hell, and so there's nine out walking around. We've only met two. The other seven have got to be somewhere. Right. And like, I don't know. They've got to show up, right? 
even if it's just at the end when they're like, all right, everybody, we're going to send the heralds back to hell, right? Because this, this whole thing didn't really work out and all the heralds are around like, oh, yeah, I guess, sure. There's still got to be one that's like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> Tough gig, by the way. Yeah, really rough for them, but, you know, that's what they signed up for, so. They did sign, They did specifically sign up for that role. Sounds like it, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we do, like, very brief, like, one or two sentence reviews? Okay. Okay. I enjoyed this little, like, peek into the larger world. I thought it was great self-contained story. It had all the elements of a Sando book where there was, like, a rising action, a twist at the end, and then, like, some kind of redemption that happened. I appreciated that. Liked it a lot. And I appreciated that Lyft wasn't like Kaladin in the way that she still doesn't really know how to do her thing very good. Like we specifically the scene where she's trying to like snowboard down a hill with her slick and she keeps falling on her face and she doesn't figure out how to do it. She's just like keeps falling on her face and is like bad at it. I appreciated that aspect of Lyft a lot that she never like succeeded in doing it 100%. She just like kept trying. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Sure, yeah. I, I think that's a good point. I, I I like it as well. I really like the novella. I I like Lyft. I like reading about her. I, I will say I think that the novella is the correct length for a Lyft-focused book because I think over like... If she was one of the main characters of the main books, I think it would get a little bit old. So I I, I appreciate the novella. I appreciate the, the the length that we're getting her perspective on. I think that's my my quick thoughts. All right, cool, cool. Well, yeah, so we're not going to give four reviews yet, Luke, because next week we're reading Oathbringer. That's right. The whole thing, baby. Book three. Read the whole thing for next week. <laughs> pretty short so should be no issue no don't do that (laughs) no we're doing we're doing the same system that we've been doing quarters so the first quarter of oathbringer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll we'll define what that means later (laughs) right yeah yeah It's it's a big one it's a big one um it is but i think luke and i are ready because it Luke, today, I don't think anybody could argue with the fact that we've we've brought quite a few hot takes to the episode. And we've definitely been dumb nerds. Yeah.